SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Today we are going to discuss food as medicine or how it can be poison. How there is so much power in the food we choose to eat. It can affect us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we will be talking about those three main ways the food we eat affects us and how we can choose better. So grab a mug of herbal tea and a notebook and let's get started. Welcome to the Treasured Wellness Podcast where we talk about all things health and where nothing is off limits. You will uncover what may be holding you back so that you can break those chains, get to the root cause, and walk into freedom with confidence the way God intended for you to live. Hi, I'm Michelle McCoy, functional health coach and holistic lifestyle advocate. Ladies, together we are going to dig deep into real life so that you are educated and equipped to create the whole health you desire without the overwhelm. Now more than ever is the time for breakthrough, action, and restoration. It's time to get intentional and reclaim your health. If you're ready for mind, body, and soul clarity, then let's get to it. Okay guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this review from A.R. Couture. She says, encourage and equip. Michelle knows just what to say to encourage and equip women to make healthy, holistic choices based on their individual needs. Michelle, thank you for submitting your journey to the Lord and stepping out in faith with this podcast. With your passion and knowledge for holistic health and nutrition, through the Lord's help and sovereign will, I know you will impact the lives of so many beautiful women out there looking for answers to their health. So excited to tune in each week. Uh, thank you so much for that because she epitomizes exactly what I am feeling with this podcast because the Lord put this on my heart and as terrifying as it has been this whole journey, I have truly wanted to be obedient to that and my heart and my passion is to really help you to take control of your own health and I want you to feel equipped. I want you to feel empowered to be able to make the right choices for yourself and for your family. So thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful review. And ladies, if you are finding value, if you would do me the big blessing of hopping on over to wherever you listen and leave me a five-star review because this does help other women just like you to find the show. It is such a very, very big blessing to me and I just... I'm truly loving this new journey that I am on. All right, we are talking about food as medicine or poison. I, you know, that's a phrase I've used quite often in the last several years because it, it really can be medicine or poison to us depending on what we are putting in our bodies. Anne Wigmore is actually a pioneer well, I should say she was a pioneer of the natural health movement. And she had this quote that said, the food you eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. And I have really seen so much truth in that. 
And it's really true for all of us, every single individual. But if you have even one form of an autoimmune condition, this statement has even more meaning because the food that we eat can cause inflammation or it can reduce the inflammation. It can fill us or it can take something away from us. And I have noticed this so much in my own personal autoimmune health that what I put into my mouth will either help my autoimmune or be like gasoline on the fire to it. So for me, that's why I'm able to be so disciplined in what I eat, no matter how I get teased or what crap I get for not eating like, quote, everyone else. And I've been able to maintain that mostly, mostly, there's no perfection, of course, but I've been able to maintain that because it truly was like gasoline in my gut and in the way I was feeling. So I I had to learn very quickly to just focus on what was best for me and not worry about everybody else. And guess what? We aren't like everyone else, right? I mean, we were created uniquely. And so therefore, we don't need to even try to follow the crowd, whether that's in food or anything else. Okay, hearing that, hearing that, doesn't that just make you sigh in relief? (laughs) Because if our body is a temple, which it is, our body is a temple. And if we continue to put things into our body that we know isn't helpful or healthy, then we aren't obeying the command to treat it as a temple, to treat it as God's holy place. And since God created our body, he knows what's best for us. He knows how everything in our body is connected because he made it that way. And so I'm going to talk about three main ways that food affects our health, our physical health, our emotional health, and our mental health. So first up, physical health. Most of us understand that food affects the way we feel in some generic way, shape, or form, right? After we eat a large meal, um, let's think about Thanksgiving, for example. We tend to feel tired, sluggish. We feel bloated. Um, We need a nap. And a lot of that is what we're eating, right? Everybody blames it on the turkey and the tryptophan and the turkey, but it's really the carb coma that we willingly put ourselves in on Thanksgiving Day. Because we've got all those sides that go perfectly with turkey. I mean, I know they absolutely go perfectly with turkey, but that's what is weighing us down. That's what's making us feel so exhausted. So even if we're not talking about an enormous meal like Thanksgiving, we can notice how we feel after we eat a meal. Do you feel energized? Do you feel alert? Or do you have a headache? Do you feel off in your digestive system? Do you feel sluggish, tired, bloated? Most of us know that simple carbs like white potatoes, processed carbs like chips, crackers, breads, pastries, they weigh us down. They don't really fill us with healthy nutrients. And they really immediately convert to sugar. So that's really not giving us the right kind of energy. We do not want to be sugar burners. We want to be fat burners in the sense that we want to use our fat stores as energy and not our sugar stores. And if we're constantly eating sugar, then we're constantly burning through that 
and that's not helping us in any way, shape, or form. But the complex carbs bring energy if it's in the right form, like quinoa, sweet potatoes, beans, those sprouted grains, vegetables, and fruits. You know, you're going to be getting other nutrients in those foods, in those carbs, and it's more of a balanced, well-rounded carbohydrate. Sugar itself gives us that lift and then that crash. We know this. It's a vicious cycle, right? And we keep craving more and more and more sugar. That's why I say don't ever have something sweet for breakfast. If you're going to eat breakfast, you want to have something that's a complex carbohydrate, well-rounded with fat, fiber, and protein. So that's why the eggs with sweet potatoes, mushrooms, spinach, avocado, something to that effect, even some healthy bacon with some eggs, you know, is a much, much better option than having that donut when you go into the office. That's not going to give you any kind of energy at all. And it's going to make you crave more sugar. It's going to make you depend higher on your caffeine. If you are someone that reaches for your caffeine to help get through the day, you're going to really be reaching for that the rest of the day. So we don't want to start our day off on the wrong foot. We don't want to start our day off in a way that's going to make the day harder for us. We know that sugar is addictive. We know that we get dependent on it. And the food manufacturers know this and they count on it. But sugar can also cause joint pain, bloating, gas, headaches, sleepiness, brain fog, it can cause dis-ease and eventually turn into disease. Let me move on to fat because there are there was such a big push for fat-free products, but that just meant that the healthy fat was taken out and sugar was added. Well, it didn't taste good either, and we lost all of any we lost any benefit nutritionally that we would have gotten from that fat. Here's the thing, fat is not the enemy. Bad fat is the enemy. There are some great healthy fat sources like butter, ghee, avocado. Oh, avocado is like my number one. Um, Seafood, flaxseed, grass-fed beef and lamb, nuts and seeds, some really good oils like olive oil, coconut, avocado, macadamia nut. Those are all great healthy fat sources that we can use for cooking. But some bad fat sources are going to be your trans fats, obviously, processed meats, too many omega-6 fats, the vegetable oils or soy, canola, corn oils, and certainly in industrial farm-raised animal proteins. So that would be including dairy if it's industrial farm-raised. If you missed my episode on conventional versus organic farming, Pop back over to episode three, and that's where I talk about the difference between the two. But fat is essential to brain health. Our brain is made up of fat, so it's essential. We must have fat, and we must have an adequate amount, and we must have the good, healthy fats. There was a study from the Mayo Clinic that found that the risk of cognitive impairment was about 42% lower in people who ate a good amount of healthy fat. But in the same study, it found that cognitive impairment was four times higher in those who ate a simple carb-based diet. 
So those food sources we talked about earlier, like pasta, bread, pastries, rice. And I don't know about you, but that's something that's very important to me is the cognitive health and our brain health. It's just, I think, been very overlooked and people are becoming more aware of it now with so many debilitating brain disorders. So that was a really interesting study. And fat has been deemed the enemy for years. The truth is sugar is the real enemy to our health and it always has been. We became a nation of the sweeter the better, right? I mean, we stopped being satisfied with the sweetness of foods found in nature like berries, bananas, apples, oranges. Like we just stopped being satisfied with that. We wanted more and more. We wanted that processed sweet taste. I mean, you go to your local coffee shop and I am not a fan of Starbucks at all. They burn their beans so that they can taste consistent throughout no matter what state you are, what what town you are, the coffee all tastes the same. And that's why, because they burn their beans. But, um, I love to go to like mom and pop local coffee shops. But the thing is, is what do we reach for? What do we really want? We want those lattes. We want the, the sugary laden drinks that just taste so good. And then we'll top it with some whipped cream, right? Because why not? It makes it look fun. And the reality is our coffee drinks that we get out are 60% sugar and 40% actual coffee. Okay, so those are my stats. I That is not scientific. That's not factual. I just kind of made that up. But, you know, that's really what we're drawn to. We're drawn to that sweet. And I can totally relate because this was this was my problem for for a long time. And to be honest, I still struggle with it, right? Like I still have days where I dump too much creamer in my cup of coffee and I'm, I completely enjoy it. But then there's days where I dump too much and I'm like, why did I do that? It's too sweet. And then I have to kind of adjust. But I remember the day that I measured out how much creamer I was actually putting in my mug of coffee. And guys... It was a quarter cup of creamer in my coffee. I liked it super light. And fortunately, you know, that was my wake up call. And I was able to work on that and get better and better. And what I do now is because I still like my coffee sweet. I just do. But I can drink it better now where I'm actually tasting the coffee because I've worked worked on this. But what I will do because I love that creaminess too is I will add oat milk or cashew milk to my coffee and I'll add a about as much as my creamer if not more and that way I'm able to kind of have that happy medium I keep trying to drink coffee black but I just I don't know if I'll ever get there I can do it iced coffee I can drink black iced coffee um, about maybe a quarter of it but then I don't love it anymore and I'm like it's a chore and I'm not really enjoying my coffee so then I'll add some creamer when I do get coffee out, I'm generally getting less pumps than what they would put in. And that's just an easy way for you to modify and to make one small change. If you normally get four whatever flavor, four pumps of, you know, right now, um, pumpkin spice is all the rage right now in, in fall. And if you want four pumps of that, try it with three and just see how you do. And just kind of work on that. Just kind of help yourself cut down on the sugar. So 
essentially what we need to be eating is whole food. We need to be eating whole food. That is the best thing that's going to help our body, our whole body. Whole food will help the whole body. We want food that is from the earth, that's not processed. I want to read to you a verse in Genesis, Genesis 1, 28 through 30. So let me read these verses. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth, and every tree whose fruit contains seed. This will be food for you, for all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, and for every creature that crawls on the earth. Everything having the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. See, God has already given us everything we need on this earth, but it's up to us to learn accordingly. It's up to us to choose to eat the healthier whole food options, not something that sits on a shelf. If it sits on a shelf for years and years and is still considered good, then it might not necessarily be something that we want to put into our body on a regular basis. In America, we have been following a SAD food plan, S-A-D, SAD. It stands for Standard American Diet. We have been following that for decades. And what that simply means is high amounts of simple carbs, sugar, and fake food-like substances, fat-free, artificial sugars, chemicals, and on and on. And that is one of the reasons why we have had such a major rise in diseases like diabetes, non-alcohol fatty liver, autoimmune, and mental health. I mean, our food is not filling us. It's not healthy for us. It has been changed and modified and played with and flash grown and just on and on. And it's just not healthy. It's just not healthy. So here are some quick tips that can help you in the grocery store. The fewer the ingredients, the better. So five or fewer, great. And preferably you want to be able to recognize those ingredients that are listed. When in doubt, don't buy it. Choose something else. Fortunately, there are some great brands out there now that are reducing the amount of ingredients that they're putting in their product. I think about hot cocoa just came to my mind. Um, When the kids were little, hot cocoa was a big deal. Swiss Miss, you know, like that was our cocoa. And because every time I tried to make it homemade, I mean, they were just like, eh, I don't really like it. So Swiss Miss was the cocoa of choice in our family. And when they came out with, it was like Simply, I think it was called Simply Swiss Miss or something, Simply Hot Cocoa. I mean, it had a ton of sugar, a crap ton of sugar in it, but it didn't have all those extra chemical ingredients. So that was a better option. And it tasted, I thought, even better. So The fewer ingredients, the better. And no artificial ingredients, perfect. And just as a easy way to look at a food label and get a rule of thumb for what is going to fill you or or not and have you burn through it quickly, look for the protein amount to be higher than that sugar amount. If your protein is higher, it's going to stay with you longer. But if the sugar is higher than the protein, you're going to burn through that pretty quickly and you're going to be hungry in an hour. 
if it was made in a lab, say no. But if it was made by our creator, then say yes. Um, again, I'm a big believer in shopping local. Find some local farms that you can get your fruits and vegetables from, your raw honey, even your meat sources, your eggs. Um, those are all really good options. And it helps our, our local farmers too. But please, if you are a person that hits the drive through even a few times a week, please try to avoid fast food as much as possible because most of it simply isn't real food. The chemicals involved make our brains think it's the real thing. It might taste like the real thing, but it's really not. There have been so many documentaries that have been done about this and you can see it for yourself. Let me just name off some some great movies that you can maybe do a family movie night. I don't know, pop some popcorn and and it's going to change how you how you think about fast food and I think it would be really good for your kids too if you have kids that really love the fast food. We've got the Super Size Me. Remember that one about McDonald's? That was that's an old old one but a really very effective visual of fast food and how it affects our bodies. Hungry for change. Fast Food Nation, Forks Over Knives, and Food Matters. And I'll have those movie titles in the show notes, so don't worry about that. But basically, if you are struggling with any sort of health issue right now, take some time and truly reassess your food intake. And I I do not mean counting calories. No, do not count your calories. I'm talking about the times that you eat, how you feel when you eat, when you don't eat, what your body's reactions are physically and mentally. Now remember, not all of your food that you buy must be organic. If price is a factor, foods with appeal don't have to be organic, at least for right now, like bananas, oranges, avocados. And don't forget to go on the EWG, the Environmental Working Group website for the Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen list of foods with less pesticides. And that will kind of give you a great idea. But for one, like avocados have been pretty consistently on the clean 15 list. Okay, so those are some ways that food affects us physically. Let's talk about the emotional way. Do you ever notice how when you eat sugar and carbs to help you when you feel down, like you just, you're reaching for that, like you're craving the sugar and the carbs. Maybe you're craving the brownies or the cookies. For me, oftentimes it was M&M's. Like just, I wanted M&Ms with various different nuts. Like I just wanted that sweet, salty. I just, I wanted that combination. And not that I would ever turn down a gluten-free brownie or a gluten-free cookie or anything. Um, But that seemed to be my go-to. But the reward is very short-lived, right? This is where we need to fight that initial feeling of comfort food over comfort nourishment. Because let's face it, when our resolve is down, we get weak. When we're weak, we don't necessarily make great choices. So here's the thing. When we are keeping our bucket filled, it's easier to recognize what emotion we are feeling so that we're less likely to reach for food as a coping mechanism. Does that make sense? There we are again with that reminder that we need to keep our bucket filled. It's not going to do us any good to keep running on fumes. So when we are in that moment, we should pause and ask ourselves, is this food going to fill me or take something away from me? We need to take a few minutes to check in with ourselves for the why behind it. Why am I wanting to reach for the chocolate chips with my M&Ms and my trail mix? 
Why am I wanting to reach for mint chocolate chip ice cream? What is the why? So let's make some tea or we step outside for some fresh air and ask ourselves like, what void is this trying to fill? What is the why behind it? And also if we're rushed or having a bad day and we just need to get fuel, like we just know like our sugar has crashed and we need to get something to eat, then we need to consider our options and make a whole food choice. If you are rushed, having a bad day, and just need to get some fuel because like your sugar has crashed and you need something now, consider your options and make a whole food choice. Later on, notice what your mood is like or what your physical reaction was to the food that you chose. Whether it was a good option or a bad option, just focus on how you felt later. And the third way that food affects our bodies is our mental state. What we eat greatly affects our mental health. Studies have shown the impact on brain health for the foods that we eat. So for example, brain disorders like ADHD, ADD, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, depression, anxiety. We've all been there with our kids, right, too? So our, your child is climbing the walls after eating a sugar-laden cupcake or going to a birthday party or something. Well, that is a direct correlation to the amount of sugar in the cupcake and how it affected your child. That's nothing new. We all know that. But what about seemingly harmless foods like dairy? Do you know that the casein in dairy can greatly affect the brain in ways like trouble concentrating, brain fog, or hyperactivity? Or bringing it back to yourself, maybe you had a really bad day and you were feeling overwhelmed and depressed. So once you get the kids to bed, you pour a few glasses of wine just to unwind but as the night goes on, you strangely begin to feel more and more depressed and you start weeping for no apparent reason. And that's in quotes, for no apparent reason, because we always have a reason. But we might not always know what that reason is. We know that alcohol is a known depressant, so why do we reach for it when we're feeling down? I mean, we're just human. And here's one more example. Gluten, which is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye, and some other grains. Gluten has a direct effect on the brain. Some people can tolerate it okay, others not so much. And many of us are walking around as non-celiac yet gluten intolerant people. I mean, remember my story about my daughter and even my own story? Gluten was the main problem in our health issues and dairy was a very close second. So they go hand in hand, gluten and dairy. So if you've got one intolerance to one, you're more than likely having an intolerance to the other as well. And the effect gluten has on the brain is so far reaching that brain fog, irritability, anxiety, depression, migraines, ADHD, and just an on and on and on. So how can we make this practical? Now that we know how food affects us physically, emotionally, and mentally, how can we make this practical? We're all so busy. We've got 101 things that we're trying to do in a day. Really, we have to slow down in our decision-making when reaching for food. Meal prepping and packing a lunch or a snack will help us a lot with this. Crowd out the not so healthy options with healthier ones. If you pack your kids lunches, that's a perfect time for you to pack your own. And that way it's done. I mean, if you've already got two or three lunch boxes open, add one more for yourself. And that way you know that you know that you get lunch the next day. Especially, this is especially helpful if you are one that skips lunch all the time because you forget your lunch, 
you don't bring anything to work and then you're like, well, I don't have time before my next meeting or whatever to run out and get something. So before you know it, you don't eat until you get home at six or seven o'clock and then you are binging most of the night because you can't catch up. Just stop, take a minute, pack a lunch for yourself the night before and that way it's done. And the best thing to do is when you're putting away dinner that night, that's when you're getting your containers out and you are just packing your food. But if you do pack lunch and you normally make a sandwich and you've got some chips with your sandwich, swap out the chips for fruit or vegetables and do that for a couple of days. And then maybe the, another time have only one slice of bread instead of two or make sure it's a good quality whole grain bread. Switch up your, your bread options there. Eventually you might decide to forgo the bread altogether, especially if you know that you'll, you will be having something carb heavy later. But if you forgot to pack your lunch, avoid the drive-through and just run to the grocery store instead. Grab some whole food options at the grocery store. Now there are so many great options. They've got boiled eggs, cut raw vegetables, you've got your deli meat, you've got your guacamole and your whole grain crackers. I mean, you can throw together a really healthy lunch and your body will definitely thank you for that healthier switch. You will be able to think easier, you'll, your mind will be clearer for the rest of the afternoon and you'll have the energy that you need to get through that day. But if you are one that does not eat, if you skip meals, my friend, that is like driving your car on fumes eventually you will run out. You're on fumes, you're gonna run out of steam, you've got nothing. And that is not helping your brain health, that's not helping your physical health, emotional, mental, it's not helping any area at all. I don't know if you were ever a Girl Scout, but always have a healthy snack in your purse for emergencies, <laughs> like a bag of nuts and seeds, have a protein bar, always have something healthy in your purse your desk drawer at work, even your car, just for those emergencies. Okay, so let's pull it all together. Our five takeaways from today, food is medicine or it can be poison. It can affect our whole health head to toe in either a negative or a positive way. Whole food helps the whole body. Number two, complex carbs are more nutrient dense than simple carbs and don't spike our blood sugar. Number three, sugar is in practically everything and is highly addictive. Number four, I can make good choices in every situation I am in. For example, no bread at the restaurant, keep healthy snack and purse for emergencies, and begin to crowd out the unhealthy foods with healthier options. And number five, healthy fat is not the enemy. Okay, so... Plan the rest of your week around the information that you've just been given. What is a way that you can change or crowd out the unhealthy foods that you're eating? What switch can you make that's going to be better for you physically, emotionally, and mentally? Don't forget you have the environmental working group that you can go on their website. You can look at the Clean 15 Dirty Dozen if you need that as a reference. But also you're going to be looking at the ingredients a little bit closer if you're not already. And five and few ingredients are going to be more optimal. And if you are ready to do that pantry clean out and really just get rid of the ingredients, the foods that have the ingredients that are the top offenders, you want to really dive deep and to learn what is in your pantry, what is in your fridge that is not optimal and make those changes, reach out to me because I have a pantry clean out program that 
we will go through all of that and you will feel so confident in what you are choosing for yourself and your family. All right, ladies, let me pray over you. Lord, you have given us everything we need on this earth to be able to choose a healthy way of living. Help us to desire to fill our bodies with what will benefit us and not try to destroy us. If there is something specific we are insisting on eating that is not good for us, would you take that desire completely away and replace it with a desire to make a better choice? Because, Lord, we are weak without you, but with you we are strong. Help us to keep our temples clean. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, beautiful. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, once again, if you did find value in today's episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review because this will help other women like you find this information and support. And listen, if you are done with the frustration and overwhelm when it comes to your own health, then let's hop on a call to help you get some clarity. It is such a great feeling when you get that clarity because then you can begin repairing and recovering. Yes, that's what we want. All of the info will be in the show notes. But until next time, remember, you are a beautiful treasure. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.